0: Will gets the putt for Carrier, he gets stripped, taps the loose putt for Kessel, he scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side, Smith to the point, Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith! Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Ballard and Ryan Wallace.
1: Hour number two, VGK Insider Show, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman rolling along here on a Wednesday afternoon, the Vegas Golden Knights on an absolute tear coming out of the bye week in the All-Star break. 13-2-2, two two, winners of four straight. They take eight, eight out, of a, out of a possible ten points on this last five-game road trip. They're in action tomorrow against the Calgary Flames, a Calgary Flames team that lost in overtime last night to the Arizona Coyotes. Oops. A Calgary Flames team that right now at present is, oh boy, 16 points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. (laughs) 16 points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, listen, Calgary can go on a run, it's possible. And they can push their way perhaps into a wild card spot. But when you start to look at the Golden Knights, the playoff picture, it makes a little bit more sense. It feels a little bit more comfortable. The Golden Knights' first team in the Western Conference to 90 points, fourth overall in total points in the standings. So uh, a really, really successful trip for the Vegas Golden Knights by virtue of a 5-3 victory last night over the Philadelphia Flyers. Let's get to our game ratings.
0: Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Share with me, Marty. You all that? your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape.
1: All right, Chris Chapman. Uh, last night, 5-3 victory over the Philadelphia Flyers. Jonathan Quick improves to 4-0 for the Vegas Golden Knight. Is it a Pacer, a Station Wagon, a Humvee, a Trans Am or a DeLorean?
0: Well, my streak of DeLoreans will come to an end because oh. I, I, I don't feel like it was a five. Really? Yeah, I, I I didn't like the third period. I thought the first two periods were were, were pretty good. Uh, obviously they get up to to the big lead. Jonathan Marshall's power play goal proves to be the game winner. Now they were they were I don't care about that power play with three seconds ago. The, the power play looked good. Right, they had they had a couple goals in the power play, uh, and then that penalty with three seconds ago. By the way, I, I think I saw Ivan Barbashev calling for that goal to be awarded to uh, Michael Amadio when they when they showed on television because he was basically oh, yeah, yeah. he was yeah. basically yeah. tackled yeah, no, no. by the last man. He, he so was,
1: he was tripped with no one in between him and an empty net. Yeah, so so it should have been a goal. So should have been,
0: been a goal. But I thought. You give up. You give up two goals to the Philadelphia Flyers, a team that you're you're up four one. They should be dead and buried. They they made a game of it, and the second goal they scored in that third period was pretty. I can't remember who it was. No, it was Nick Sealer. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, really really pretty goal.
1: Nick Sealer might do that one more time in his career. He may and, never do
0: and, that. And in listen, his career, no, no, no. I'm not
1: going to say never. I'm never going to okay. say never. Okay? We'll give him one more. With with Nick Se- And that's a that's like a young defenseman who's got some bite to his game. But the fact that he was able to dance around, Shay Theodore, put the puck between his legs, and up over the shoulder of Jonathan Quick, like that was all world stick taps all around. It's as
0: pretty of a goal as you'll see. To Nick Sealer for that
1: movie. It was yeah. fantastic.
0: But I just don't like letting and and it it reminded me a bit of the Montreal game where you have a really bad team and you're you're basically destroying them all over the ice mm-hmm. and then you kind of get into that mode where all right we're we're getting ready to close out this this homestand or road trip we're gonna head home or we're gonna head on the road and yeah. we, we we start to look ahead a little bit and and the Flyers credit to them they didn't quit they're they're a terrible team. But they didn't quit. It's funny. My cousin's a Flyer fan. He's texting mm-hmm. me during a game. He's like, "I want them to lose out. Just lose like 17 straight games to end the season." Connor Bedard sweepstakes. <laughs> he baby. said. He said. He said. Listen, the life of a Flyer fan. There's no way we get Connor Bedard. But, and I don't know if you want to see him with with the guy you got coaching the team anyway. But, um, <laughs> it, it it was it was a four. I, I I'm I'm not going to say it was a. They didn't. It was above average. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it was a five. Now if they they close out that game. Win four one. It's a five. Sure, but you allow two goals to a bad team to get back into the game, and, and what, what I noticed is, as soon as Philadelphia scored those two goals, Vegas turned the switch back on. Yeah, sure. So I don't. That that tells me that they were in cruise control at four one.
1: So there's a couple of things here. Um, I'm with you. It's a four out of five for me. It's not a DeLorean. It's not a wall to wall great, uh, over the top, phenomenal game. Right? Transam's like, cool. I like Transam. And and, and, and so. In that regard, like I give the Golden Knights a lot of props in this situation. It's three and four nights. It's weird and wonky travel to go from Carolina to St. Louis, back to Philadelphia with daylight saving time in there. I'm telling you, I haven't even recovered from daylight saving time, and yet here we are, right? The Golden Knights have picked up four straight wins around all of that. Um, with the travel, it, it was good in the sense that they they built a 4-1 lead. I'm not so mad At the fact that the Flyers came back, again, you've got a tired team. And I think the Golden Knights kind of ran out of gas. You're up four to one. You feel in that moment, eh, it's pretty safe, right? Like it's pretty safe. It's the Philadelphia Flyers. Like it's pretty safe. And then you have Nick Sealer make a move. You have another situation where it's a two on one. I didn't necessarily like the fact that you're giving up an odd man rush to Philadelphia to, to, to make it a one goal game, but I love the response in that. Vegas turned it back on. They played more in the offensive zone after it became a very tight one goal game. And they close it out with an empty net goal. Like that to me is one of those things that we've talked about all season long for the Golden Knights. When you have a lead late in the third period, and listen, they the Philadelphia Flyers didn't complete a comeback here. Yeah, they made it interesting, but the Golden Knights never lost that lead in. The third period they were able to hold on. They were able to weather the storm and they were able to put it away with an empty net goal. Probably should have been two empty net goals. We can parse with that as as much as we want to. But the fact of the matter is the golden Knights on fumes went in and took care of business four out of five for me. It's not a five out of five, but I love the fact that the golden Knights were able to end that road trip in a, a much different setting in a much different way than the, than the road trip started. As much as we talk about Philadelphia being a bad hockey team, as much as we talk about where they're at in the standings, we joke about Connor Bedard, all that stuff, John Tortorella always gets effort from his teams. I don't like the way he does business. I don't like him. (laughs) And so what I find most interesting about this is that the hardest-working team was the last team that the Golden Knights had to play. The, The only way Philadelphia is going to beat you is if they outwork you. That's it. That's it. And so for Vegas, who went into Florida and admittedly didn't have that aspect of their game going, there just wasn't any energy. It was a flat performance. To go from that against a really hungry team in the the Florida Panthers to ending this road trip with three and four nights, four straight wins against a team that's only path to victory is to work harder than you the fact that the Golden Knights came out with that victory shows me a lot. They went into business mode. Yeah, you'd you'd have loved that game to have been a four-one walkaway snoozer. Final fifteen minutes, it's nothing. But the Golden Knights get out of there with two points. They push themselves to ninety on the season. Uh, four out of five for me. I, I wonder where Darren would have gone. Like where? I, and and I. <laughs> it's I, impossible to no. know. I. It really is. Like, it's a mystery. I. I th- Do you think he would have come in today? And been like, all right, we're gonna call it straight. Or, well, pff, they win. They get eight out of ten points. Of course, it's a Delorean. Yeah, I, I,
0: I think I think it's that's the Darren we would have gotten today.
1: You would have gotten like overly optimistic, oh, yeah. Darren. Yeah, Darren yeah. wants to po- be back positivity, on positivity yeah. alley. Okay. Well,
0: well, you know the the, the crew down at Sydney Nationally, they, they 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 closed off access. It's almost like. Uh, the Tropicana exit of uh, on the 15 now no access you can't get off there so they they blocked him out of positivity alley and he's taking the detour now
1: how long do you think it'll take for Darren to get back into positivity positivity alley
0: um well a lot of those people have been away from him for about 10 days so they're, they're probably feeling <laughs> pretty good about not him not being on positivity alley right now but uh probably soon because because I, I he he's he's a bit of a he, he's kind of like the guy who who works his way back in like mm-hmm. he'll butter someone up or he'll bring someone brownies or something and they'll let him back on the street
1: okay um so we both like the game it wasn't a masterpiece by any stretch but the golden knights pick up two points and they, they they create some separation at the top of the pacific division now la right there three points back the king's Big win over the New York Islanders last night. Jonas Corposalo improves to 3-0 and as a starting goaltender for the Los Angeles Kings. Cannot shake L.A. right now, but a sizable lead right now over the Edmonton Oilers. Vegas is 8 points up with uh, every single team has played 68 games, so that's good. You like to see that if you're a Vegas Golden Knight fan. Playoffs feel like something we can start to talk about. Right, like it, you feel like you're there, and, and and granted, nothing is set in stone just yet, but you feel like playoffs, matchups, paths are a thing that you can talk about right now with this Vegas Golden Knights team. So I want to start in the Pacific Division. I don't really want to talk too much about the Central because I think the Colorado Avalanche are going to ruin this for everybody. And, and when I say that, what I mean is I think Colorado's going to be a wild card team. I just do. I don't know why, but I just have this sneaking sense that the Colorado Avalanche are going to be a wild card team. And what I mean by that is they're going to be a wild card team that does not stay within their own division.
0: That's a problem.
1: And, and that that is my big issue and I've talked about this a number of times here on the show. I am all for divisional matchups. I'm all for divisional playoffs. You want to throw divisional at me, that's totally fine. Get rid of the wild card. That's my only complaint, my only gripe. Or if you have a wild card situation and you've got four teams from each division, it's not a situation where you've got five from the Central and three from the Pacific or five from the Pacific and three from the Central. If you've got an even split, four and four, you do not cross over. Well,
0: that's what we've got right now.
1: Sure. Sure. It has to stay that way because I don't know about you, Chapman. I don't think anybody in the world, I don't think anybody in the world wants to see Colorado in the first round as a wildcard team, especially not the Pacific Division because then Colorado is in your bracket. Then your path goes through or has to go through the defending Stanley Cup champions and that's a heck of a reward for winning the West.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a... I, I, it's a dumb thing that this could be a thing because right now you look at the standings and if the playoffs started today, the Golden Knights are playing the Winnipeg Jets yep. and the Seattle Kraken are playing the Dallas Stars. Sure. First of all, the idea is you want to create rivalries, Ryan. We got to create rivalries. Well, what better way to create a rivalry that you're pushing and trying to to really cre- you know, push and jumpstart then Vegas and Seattle in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, this is a, this is a, a, a matchup, and I know the league doesn't have any control over this, mm. but it's a matchup that, that you felt so inclined to create the rivalry that they're going to play each other in the Winter Classic next year in Seattle. Well, wouldn't it make sense to have Vegas play Seattle in the playoffs, build a little animosity, right? Well, the Golden Knights knocked the Kraken out of the playoffs last year in their very first trip, and now they're playing today on the Winter Classic on NBC. It doesn't have the same ring if they're playing the Winnipeg Jets, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who, who really seem to be running out of gas. So I would not be surprised if it didn't be the Winnipeg Jets, but guess who's next in line? Nashville. That doesn't make sense either. So where are you at then? On
1: divisional playoffs. Like, do you like the divisional format?
0: I, I, look, if you're going to do it, you you have to have, I, I don't like the wild card.
1: Okay. Like, so, I, so I, I'm if, with you on that. So in a perfect world for you, what Vegas would it look is, like?
0: Vegas, the number one seed right now would be Vegas, and they would be playing the, the fourth place team in the Pacific.
1: Okay. So you would keep it strictly divisional. Yes. So the, the top four teams in each division, that's who makes the playoffs.
0: I mean, it, it might be unfair. To say, like hypothetically, if Winnipeg or Nashville finished with more points than Seattle, didn't make the playoffs, too bad. Those are the breaks. What about what about the
1: idea of a divisional wild card? So you expand it to top four teams in the division make the playoffs, but you open it up to say i don't know seattle and calgary the 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 four and five seed in that division they play a three game series and then the winner plays the winner plays the top seed in the division
0: i i'm actually okay with that because i i feel like first of all if you can get more teams in the playoffs you're going to create more interest i agree yeah and and that's the name of the game right like like i saw a tweet this morning and, and it was a little little Punching down, but more people tuned in to watch Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show than the average NHL game, and 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 if you're the league, it's insulting mm-hmm. when, when someone says that. But the goal is to create more interest, and and how cool would it be for Calgary, whose season seems like it's all but over, mm-hmm. to have that second life, to have that opportunity? And look, we know they've they've played Vegas tough this year, and, and we've seen eight seeds win the Stanley Cup. Sure, yeah. So having a, a, an opportunity for a team that maybe maybe went through some injuries or or they, they they might have had a coaching change and they kind of stumbled out of the gate a little bit, mm-hmm. giving that team a second life, I I think is kind of cool. And we saw MLS, which which I mean it's it's not really a, a fair comparison, but they're doing the nine versus eight seed, and then the winner will play the number one seed because they only have, they don't have divisions. They have conferences in East and West. And, I saw people knocking it, but I like the idea of, of putting more teams in and giving more teams an opportunity to win.
1: So here's here's my biggest gripe with the way that things are the way that they are. I don't like crossing over. I just don't. I don't like Central crossing over into the Pacific. I don't like Metropolitan crossing over into the Atlantic. I think if you're going to set it up and you're going to talk about this type of playoff format as promoting intradivisional rivalries you have to set up intradivisional rivalries you just do you should never at any point in time have a central team crossover and have a chance to win the pacific i just don't think that that makes any sense but if you want to open it up if you want to establish five playoff teams quote-unquote playoff teams if you want to have a wild card race or a wild card play-in series for four and five in that division. Like, I'm totally good with that. I'm 100% on, on board with that because I want to keep it division to division. And, and the, the biggest reason, you know, why you're you're in this situation is you're talking about a lot of the appetite is to go back to a one through eight format. If it was a one through eight format right now, the Golden Knights would be playing the Winnipeg Jets and that's perfectly fine. I don't have any issue with that if... You're not talking about trying to establish more divisional rivalries. Yeah, if,
0: if you're one through eight, right? And and I, I I like the 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 concept of keeping it in the division because yeah. that's that's well, what, if, if you're going to have divisional playoffs, yes, yes.
1: keep it in your division. It,
0: it doesn't make sense for the number two seed in the division to play the number three seed in the division mm-hmm. or the third place team in the division. And then the one the, the number one team in the division plays someone two time zones away that plays in a different division. Right, exactly. So that
1: that being said, <laughs> that being said, I want I want to just chat for a moment on the Boston Bruins. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and and listen, I fully understand that when I have a take on the Boston Bruins, it should not be listened to. Okay?
0: It well, should yeah, not be listened according to. According to Carnell Johnson, we shouldn't be... You you need to be demoted. No one, and...
1: <laughs> no one should ever listen to me when it comes to the Boston Bruins. And maybe I'm saying this out of spite. Maybe I'm saying this because the Boston Bruins are the fastest team to 50 wins in the National Hockey League. Maybe I'm just saying this because the Boston Bruins, a team I didn't think was going to make the playoffs, is the only team right now with an X by their name, and they did it in like 64 games. Maybe I'm got just 105 bitter. points. Maybe I'm just bitter. But the Boston Bruins lost last night to the Chicago Blackhawks. Let me Say that one more time. The Boston Bruins, the 50-11-5, 105-point team through 66 games, lost last night to the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay? Bad teams beat good teams often in this league. So if the Golden Knights ever lose to a team that's below them in the standings, relax.
0: It's not the end of the world.
1: I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers on you. Just relax. All that being said... Do the Boston Bruins not feel like a team who have had this historic run in the, in the in the regular season, who have all the reasons to go on a long and lengthy run to the Stanley Cup final, only to be shocked, only to be upset, only to be a team that faces a little leansy-weansy bit of adversity in the playoffs, and they're just unable to deal with it? Doesn't it feel to you like the Boston Bruins are very very much the Tampa Bay Lightning.
0: I feel like it should, but it doesn't because, oh, come on. because I feel like they've you got, know. those guys have, first of all, if there's going to be any question marks on that team in the playoffs, I think it's the guy who's never been there and that's Linus Allmark, right? I mean, yes. as, as, as phenomenal yes. of a season as he's had, uh-huh. he's never sniffed the playoffs. Right. He's never been in the playoffs. Yes. So. So it's a different type of pressure. Yes. But there's too many good players. There's too much leadership in that locker room. I know I know people don't like Brad Marchand, but you know what? He he's he's a he's a phenomenal player. He's a he is a leader in that locker room. Patrice Bergeron the the the, the six, 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 six contract guy. Brad
1: Marchand
0: is a leader <laughs> he, in that locker room. He, listen, there's there's people who look up to him Yeah. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Somewhere there's. You're people. telling me you believe
1: in the Boston Bruins because Brad Marchand is a leader I, in that. It's locker not room? just
0: him though. It's, Come it's, on. It's, he, he's he's a producer. Okay. And 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 he is he is a guy who's he's kind of built for the playoffs. Okay. Because he's because he's got that that edgy kind of I wanna I wanna punch him in the face mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. kind of. Mode in the playoffs. I mean, he has that in the regular season, and he turns it up out there, licking guys. And oh, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't, he hasn't done long. that in a while, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, if it's COVID, thank if, thank goodness. If the playoffs were to start
1: today, the Boston Bruins would play the plucky underdog New York Islanders. Elias Sorokin, mm. you're gonna take Linus Olmark. <laughs> Over Elias Sorokin,
0: you don't think Sorokin can go out there and goalie the Boston Bruins? I don't think over the course of seven games he can.
1: Oh, you gotta be kidding me!
0: I I think if if it was like a five game series,
1: I'm willing this into existence, Chapman. What
0: are you doing <laughs> to me? Well, well, and, and I know you're the ultimate mush with the Boston Bruins. So, but I just I, you know I first of all I would love to see them lose. I think it would be <laughs> it would be it would be hysterical. To watch the Boston Bruins lose, okay. I, I just think they're built differently than that Tampa Bay Lightning. Right? That Tampa Bay team, they hadn't made any runs with that core. Uh-huh. This Bruins team has been to a final. The core group has been there. Granted, they lost to to um, uh, uh, I'm blanking St. Louis. Yeah, not too long ago. Play Gloria. Yeah, Gloria. I've got it actually. In
1: here. No, 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 don't do it. Don't actually play Gloria. I'm, oh, it's I'm gone.
0: Okay. It's gone. Oh, it's not in there anymore. But.
1: Well done, they, they, Bobby. Good yeah, job. I think yeah, Bobby. Oh Bobby, wait. Bobby or Jared? One of the two. Gloria.
0: Oh, there we go. Okay, great. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Gloria. <laughs>
1: um, listen, that's fine. If you don't want to talk about first round out, okay. Like that's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and like force your hand there.
0: Now, if they don't win the cup, would I be surprised? No.
1: I'm I'm gonna make a bold prediction here. Oh boy. Here. Uh and, and again oh, no.
0: hot take, take time. This, take sizzling, this, sizzling hot take time. Take
1: this for what you will. <laughs> When it comes to me predictions and the Boston Bruins, oh boy, the Boston Bruins will not make the Stanley Cup final.
0: Oh, wow. You I know, don't think that I don't think that's as bold as I thought you were going to go. Well, I mean, I, I thought you were going to lose in the first round. Bold. I firmly
1: believe. Okay, you know what? Let me go bolder. I don't think the Boston Bruins are going to make the Eastern Conference final.
0: You think they get taken out by the Lightning?
1: I think they. I think they're
0: a first or second round out. Mm-hmm. I really do.
1: And and the only reason I say that is because listen, I, you mentioned it right. They have a core of players that have been there before, that have made it to a Stanley Cup final, that were one game away from winning everything. Yeah,
0: I lost in Game Seven. They
1: lost to a team that was not as good as them.
0: That's true. That is a. They, they lost to a team that was in last place in January.
1: And I don't feel like. Even though they've lost to Chicago and twice to Ottawa, they have not faced any adversity this season. You, you mean
0: losing? Otto is not adversity.
1: They have not faced any adversity this season. <laughs> what are they going to do?
0: Didn't they have some injuries at the start of the season?
1: Yeah, they had injuries, but they haven't faced like adversity in terms of results. I think we when we, things aren't going well for you, like they have had some bad games. Like, yeah, fundamentally but nothing,
0: bad no, games. Nothing that would resemble a streak.
1: No, 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 no. They've won them. They've won them. That's my point. They have had games where they have been absolutely outplayed by inferior teams and they either get a great goaltending performance or they're able to find a couple of goals late and they win.
0: Isn't that just a sign of a good team, though? Be- you, you play be. bad and you find sure, a way to win?
1: Sure, but ordinarily speaking, Chapman, when you get into the playoffs, you're also playing good teams.
0: I want to will this into existence. I so want to see them not make the... Just, just because it would be great. Would for- that be good for the league? Like, yes, be, yes. Would it be good I, I, for the
1: league if Boston, on this historic run... Gets bounced in the first round. I
0: think it'd be great for the league because it, it, so? it because it proves the point that Gary Bettman has been trying to hammer home about parity uh-huh. in the league. Okay, and it, it it basically says, hey, look, you New York Islanders. We know you made the playoffs by the skinnier teeth. Sure, but you just took out this historically good team that's going to finish with 120 points and and maybe more. Boston Bruins team, and and you just took them out. Okay. It, it, it it shows that parity is the way to go. It shows that, that is parody better than a super team that delivers? Yes, yes, because okay. because I think from I a agree fan perspective, you. I agree with you. If if I'm a fan, and and this is why the NFL went to the, the the salary cap and and they've created a parody system. When I was a kid, it was San Francisco and Dallas every year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now you have you have teams and, and all over Buffalo's got a chance. So. The Buccaneers have won two Super Bowls. You know, you, you've you've got that parity now, where any team can go out and within the constraints of the salary cap, except the Tampa Bay Lightning, <laughs> you 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 can you can win a Stanley Cup. I mean, we've seen eight seeds do it. We've seen six seeds do it. Sure, yeah. Listen, here's here's the thing. I'm with you. I think parity is a good thing,
1: but I also think that it's really interesting because there's so many people right now as we sit 14, 15 games removed from the end of the regular season that are already anointing the Bruins as Stanley Cup No, champions. you can't do that. This and, is this is and, the and, one
0: league where you can't do that. And And every
1: opportunity you get to say, no, 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 you don't understand. All you got to do is get there. All you got to do is get yeah. there. Now, there are some teams I fundamentally believe that if they get to the playoffs, they're out in the first round. There are other teams that I do feel like Have a little bit more runway if certain things break your way. You need a lot of bounces. You need a lot of things to go in the right direction for you to make it all the way to the Stanley Cup Final and eventually win the thing. But the idea that you go into it thinking it's already over, the idea that the Islanders or any team that plays Boston in the first round should go into it and their fans should go into it thinking, ah, geez, well, we're out in four games. No, that's not the case with this team because I truly believe that if you push them a little bit, they're going to be like, oh man, we've never dealt with this.
0: We haven't dealt with this in 82 games. Well, what is this? And, Why are we losing? And here's the, here's the thing. Right now, you look at the East. You've got fans in six, maybe seven markets. Mm-hmm. Raleigh, New Jersey, New York, Boston, maybe not Toronto, Tampa, who all feel like, you know what? Mm-hmm. We can win the Stanley a- Cup. And, and don't sleep on the Islanders. They've been to... Two out of the last
1: three, three West Eastern, Eastern Conference, Conference Finals. Finals. Yeah,
0: it's similar to Vegas. Yeah, last year was a blip. It was an aberration.
1: You don't think that they go in the they go in there they play Boston. They don't think that they can win. And, and
0: they've I, done it as a lower seed. They, me, they haven't been like that high profile team.
1: Now let me say this: If it's Boston Pittsburgh, okay, the Boston Bruins are into the second round. <laughs> Like, I fund a, and and this, yeah, like but, I'm, I'm but The I'm idea that they would have to play Tampa Bay in the second round, that's not a reward. Oh, I like how you're just not even talking about Toronto. Well, they don't have a
0: chance. We've we've come what, to that assumption. What has,
1: what has a better chance of hitting here, Chapman? <laughs> the Bruins losing in the first round or Toronto winning in the first round?
0: I would say the Bruins losing in the first round has a much bigger chance than Toronto winning in the first round. <laughs> I I hope there's some guy who's listening to us on on podcast tonight. Oh. In, in in one of the suburbs of Toronto, and he's punching his radio, no, yelling no, at no, us.
1: No, Like I think I think Mallard's going to send this to to some of his buddies back oh, in
0: Toronto. Y- you hear
1: what they're saying
0: about us? In you know Vegas? what's funny for for all the crap Vegas gets from traditional hockey markets, everyone's sleeping on it's, Vegas. It's funny to give it back to them because here's the thing: they all hate Vegas because yeah. Vegas is good. Yeah, and I think deep down inside, they know the Leafs have no chance. They can get on the radio, they could could do whatever, write it in the paper, write it on their (laughs) blogs about how how this Leafs team is different, and none of them believe it, Ryan. Not one guy who's writing, this year's Leafs team is different, believes it.
1: Yeah, I don't believe it either.
0: Uh, (laughs) That being said,
1: I do have a pair of tickets to give away right now. If you want to go to Vegas and Calgary tomorrow night, be caller number four. That's the number of games the Boston Bruins are going to play in the playoffs. (laughs) Caller number four, 702 876 1340. That's the number. If you'd like to go to the game tomorrow, Vegas and Calgary. We're back with one timers next on the VGK Insider Show. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo
0: gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. One-timers, news and
1: notes from around the NHL. Uh, Austin Matthews has revealed he has been playing through a hand injury this season. Quote, it just felt like something was off. I just felt like I wasn't able to do exactly what I want to at times. Matthews told the Athletics' Jonas Siegel. He's got 31 goals in 59 games. Still over a point a game. Starting to say that he's feeling better, a little bit stronger, closer to 100%. Why bring it up at all then?
0: Yeah, back up the wambulance because that, oh! that, that sounds like a big-time excuse.
1: So are you like you view it like Austin Matthews is is setting the stage for like hey if for, I for when
0: they fail in the first round if I, yeah. if I
1: don't score in the first round it's I'm, because I'm I got a, I got a hand injury. injury yeah so like I, I guess understanding how important the playoffs are for the Toronto Maple Leafs why not just rehab it and make sure you're 100 percent good to go for the playoffs
0: yeah that doesn't sound that that would make too much sense Ryan like sit a few games and and, and rehab. I mean, the you, Leafs are they're, they're, th- even without Austin Matthews. They should they should be a playoff team. Sure, yeah. I mean, maybe it would be better if he would have sat. They lost a couple games and they would have avoided Tampa. But
1: no, they're not they're not avoiding Tampa. <laughs> they're locked into it. Well, they, they could have slid just, down to maybe the wild card loo- spot No, they just and, might
0: lose home ice advantage. Oh, that oh that would well, not that that's any better, but no, it's not. I mean, the, the the benefit to that would be they wouldn't lose Game Seven on their home ice. The Toronto
1: Maple Maple Leafs are screwed.
0: Yes, like they are. They are. <laughs>
1: in one with Tampa Bay and like listen I know Tampa hasn't looked particularly good uh, no one in their right mind is going to take Toronto those guys the those guys
0: round. know what they're doing they they can win a playoff series or two from whatever spot they are in the playoffs Toronto not so much
1: <laughs> let's allow ourselves to think about it um, does it go seven games again no oh come on.
0: I, if Toronto if, if,
1: losing in seven games is an annual if, tradition. If
0: if, if if Toronto has home ice advantage, mm-hmm. they lose in seven games. Yeah. If Tampa has home ice, I I don't think they get. I don't they'll, think they get to seven. They'll
1: be up with a chance to clinch in game five. <laughs> and they'll lose six, game six. And seven. They'll will go up three to one. They, they <laughs> I I am telling you right now,
0: Chapman. Lose game five Toronto, at home.
1: The Toronto Maple Leafs will have a 3-1 series lead over the Tampa Bay Lightning. They will lose Game 5. They will lose Game 6. They might even have a lead in Game (laughs) 7. Going into the third period, no
0: less. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. No, no. I wish you were. Everybody everybody in Ontario is wishing that you were wrong, but they all know. Okay. They Uh, all know. Moving on to a little bit more optimism.
1: May 8th. Is the dates for the NHL draft lottery? Oh. That is when the worst teams in the league will feel like, anyway, their fortunes have changed. That is when we will find out who has the right to draft Connor Bedard first overall in the entry draft. Right now, this is a list of the five worst teams in the league. The Columbus Blue Jackets, Yikes. with 49 points in 66 games, followed closely by the San Jose Sharks, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Anaheim Ducks and the Philadelphia Flyers. San Jose <laughs>
0: doesn't see, have
1: No 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 no. San Jose seems to be the only team that understands what it means to tank. <laughs> San Jose is 1-7 and 2 in their last 10 games. They are really putting in a concerted effort to be terrible.
0: Yeah, even Columbus has more wins than that. 3-4 and 3. They do. And they come here this weekend.
1: Now, Philadelphia seems equally committed. They're 2 7 and 1, just outside the top five or They've bottom five. They've even given
0: up scoring goals, yeah. except last well, night in the third period.
1: Arizona, Montreal, like they're right around there. Vancouver, uh, I think a little bit too far to improve really their, their odds. Uh, who do you want to see land Connor Bedard?
0: Well, I don't want to see San Jose land Connor Bedard.
1: Then we get to see Connor Bedard.
0: Yeah, but that also means in a few years he could he could be a guy leading San Jose past the Golden Knights in the playoffs. I don't, Chapman, I don't want to see Chapman. That.
1: Have you seen the age and the contracts <laughs> that are on the books yeah, right now fair, for this fair Jersey enough? Sharks. Mark
0: Edward Vlasic not getting much younger. Kevin LeBlanc not getting any younger. Uh-huh. Eric Carlson miracle he's he's played.
1: I still contend that if Arizona gets Connor Bedard, like. They're, they're not going to like push until they they've got an arena.
0: I don't want to see him go to Columbus because then he would be invisible and forgotten about.
1: Oh, he's got Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, he's got Patrick Line. That's like, there's, true. There's there's, there's, more, there's potential. There. There's more potential in Columbus than
0: a few of the places. Yeah, but see, I I, I picture most people who go to Columbus, and I've been in Columbus. It's a nice place. I mm-hmm. I don't understand why people don't like it, but <laughs> for for some guys, it seems like they get to Columbus and they can't wait to leave. They want to be in a bigger market.
1: Not Johnny Goodreau.
0: No, well He he loves it there. He and well because he really didn't want to play for the Devils and he had no choice.
1: Fair point. Um Columbus to me has the most potential to be a team that gets Connor Bedard. I like the and idea of gets, him with line. And a. then gets good. Yes. Right? Like that seems to be a team there. San Jose is interesting because you had Patrick Marlowe, you had Joe Thornton in his prime. I don't know that you've ever had a player that has the potential to be as dominant as Connor Bedard projects to be with the San Jose Sharks.
0: I think so, that's, I mean, Pavelski was really good. Obviously, Eric Carlson's really good, but they're not it's at a, that level. It's a different tier. Yeah. It's a different it's, it's tier. It's not a game changer.
1: And then I start to think about, okay, well, they didn't trade Eric Carlson. You get Connor Bedard, Eric Carlson. Maybe he sticks around. Maybe you get another resurgent year. Maybe San Jose becomes relevant again. And maybe there's another budding rivalry with the Vegas Golden Knights. Plus, I'm selfish. I want to watch Connor Bedard. I want to watch the best players in the world play as much as I possibly can. That's understandable. Can. Okay. Non starters for me Chicago,
0: Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. Oh. Oh.
1: I, I'm, I'm 100% not on the. Connor Bedard to Philadelphia train, and I am not on the Chicago train either. You had Patrick Kane, you had Jonathan Taves. I don't think I need the Chicago Blackhawks to be good for a while. No, no,
0: I don't. I don't. I don't buy into that. Well, they're an original six franchise. Get that out of it. I, I don't care about that.
1: And then the Anaheim Ducks. Um, they might be a team with Connor Bedard in tow that scores seven goals a night and loses eight to seven.
0: And that would be fantastic.
1: It would be. be I I want to see that.
0: Basically, the Edmonton Oilers. (laughs) Their power play would be really good, too.
1: (laughs) Well, no, I'm sorry. The Ducks have better goaltending than the Edmonton (laughs) Oilers. Uh, Speaking of the Oilers, Connor McDavid now owns the most productive season among active players and in the salary cap era. McDavid scored his 129th point of the season, surpassing Nikita Kucherov's 128-point season from 2018-19. And he's still got 14 games to go.
0: Yeah, just hand him the Hart Trophy now. No one else, eh? Not even close. Should we even try? No. Like, should there even be a second and a third on the ballot? It should be your ballot. You and I don't vote. But we, we know people who do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their ballot should read Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid.
1: Okay, will he be a unanimous winner?
0: No. Really? Because there will be some some no, guy, some place who, who who votes for his local player. Come who on, who, was, it, who was it me. who got votes last year for, for Calder? And we, we were like unbelievable. Oh, man, I was it backup Detroit goalie? Yeah, it was Alex Nadelkovich. Yeah, Nadelkovich, get out of here. Okay, Come on. Okay,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Connor McDavid right now leads the league in goals, assists. And points.
0: He's doing something we have not seen since like Mario Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky. He's the sole owner of those
1: categories, meaning no one's tied with him in goals, no one's tied with him in points, no one's tied with him in assists. He is the sole owner of those individual statistics. Do you want to know the? Do you want to know how many times that's been done in the salary cap era? None. Zero. Zero. The last time that a player had sole possession of most goals, most assists, most points in
0: a season. No one was tied for any of those categories. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, he's basically basically I know we don't have a triple Historic. crown in it's the insane. NHL, yeah. but basically he's winning the triple crown. Yeah. No, unreal. And and if there's if and if it's not unanimous, I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to be I'm going to be really really <laughs> <laughs> Probably get on the air and, and, and be fired up like I am today. I'll be sure, really, yeah. really angry about it because we haven't seen this ever. Like most of us in our lifetimes, yeah, at least as adults. I mean, I was a kid when Gretzky and Lemieux were doing those things. Yeah. I don't remember that. I'll be honest, this year
1: alone, we should have Connor McDavid win the heart, and then there should be the runner-up to Connor McDavid Award. Yes, just and, create a new award. And make it an award. Yeah. Like make it an award. But you got to recognize some other guys that are having phenomenal seasons, like Jack Hughes. Certainly, yeah, in the mix yeah. for me, and he's got no uh, shot, no, none whatsoever. Best, it could be the best season of his life, and it's not even close. Yeah. All right. Heat.
0: <laughs> just just give it to him.
1: Those are your one-timers for today. Wednesday, May. Oh, jeez. May. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. Wow. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I, I'm
1: beginning to realize well, what you, Darren you, you know what it is. You
0: said May 8th yeah, earlier that's a good in the point. segment. So. That's a good
1: point. I'm already fast-forwarding to Connor Bedard. I, I understand why Darren doesn't do the dates. It's so much easier to go... <laughs> uh, March 15th. But, hey, listen. I, I got another opportunity for you to win two tickets. A pair of tickets tomorrow. Vegas, Calgary, Caller number six seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty 1340 is the number. We're back with Catching Up with Chapman.
0: All right, Ryan, I know you don't do the, hey, Christopher, so I'll just do this. So the Masters, the, the golf tournament, every year when the guy wins, they get to have the following year their, their dinner selection. They get to pick the menu. So Scotty Scheffler, who won it last year, his menu is pretty good. I thought
1: you were talking to me about um, golf. Well, Ooh, let's go.
0: Yeah. So, Scotty Scheffler selected cheeseburger sliders, mm. firecracker shrimp, nice. tortilla soup. Now, here's where it gets good. A Texas ribeye or blackened redfish. And to top it off for dessert, warm chocolate chip skillet with cookies and cream Ooh. ice cream on top of that cookie. I'm mad at you. Best one, VJ Singh, 2000. He went with Thai Penang curry, sea scallops, garlic sauce, Chilean sea bass. Oh, my God.
1: I'm really mad at you right now.